Tale of the Manticore. Bonus material. The story so far, chapters 51 through 60. What follows over the next couple of minutes is not an episode of Tale of the Manticore, and it will not take the place of a real episode. It's just bonus content, a mini-summary of the last ten chapters, told in the fewest number of words possible. Let's get started. Chapter 51 continues the story of Shawnee's assassination of Lord Goddard. She's balancing the benefits and drawbacks of her silence 15-foot radius enchantment and trying to decide how best to strike when the whole plan almost falls apart. A valet comes close to revealing her presence, and Shawnee is forced to neutralize her. The episode ends with Lord Goddard slowly realizing that his valet has been replaced by a stranger, but by the time he has it figured out, it is too late. The next chapter begins with Shawnee trying to make good her escape from the Goddard estate after murdering the Patriarch and his valet. She eventually makes it out, largely thanks to a simple disguise consisting of the valet's cap, cloak, and brooch. Meanwhile, back in Silmoral, Krell feels something he cannot resist pulling him back to the castle. Returning to Napule and the Goddard estate, the nobleman, Lucan, discovers the headless body of Lord Goddard and sounds the alarm. He and Sir Patrick Salomar join forces to catch the killer. The hot-headed and reckless Lucan runs off ahead, and, the moment he turns the corner, he is shot dead by bow fire. This causes Salomar to hesitate and devise a new strategy. Chapter 53 continues the battle between the party and the various individuals of the Goddard estate. It is not a quick one, and in the melee, Salomar proves his reputation for honor and courage. But for all that, he is slain, and when the battle is over, the victorious PCs disappear into the alleyways of Nepul. The story now shifts to Krell, who has returned to Whitestone Castle and finds it even emptier than before. The place has largely been abandoned, and now only a handful of guards, servants, and courtiers remain. In the chapter that follows, it's the next day, and Krell is reflecting on a recent encounter with Savon. She has made a very strange request of him, asking that he bring more male prisoners to the dungeon. Meanwhile, the PCs are summoned to Bromley's house. Over dinner, the leader of the Free League of Nepul declares that not only is Nepul now a free state, but the companions have become heroes of the revolution. The next day, they go to the Pale Horse Alehouse and are surprised by an enormous party being held in their honor. Chapter 55 picks up at that party, where the companions are feted as the heroes of Nepul. But while the PCs are enjoying themselves, Krell, over in Silmoral, experiences the worst night of his life. He is visited by the apparition of Azurzul, who, displeased with Krell's refusal to bring new prisoners to the dungeon, turns him into a yeth hound by way of punishment. The chapter ends with the fragment of Bazu's backstory. We learn how he got his heart broken and his life turned upside down when his father used him as a pawn in his games of business and enterprise. The next chapter covers a span of six weeks. As winter turns into spring, Nepul is abuzz with apprehension, hope, and industry. The newly independent people are working to siege-proof their town, but the expected attack from Silmoral never comes. Eventually, Shrawl returns from the capital and reports that Whitestone Castle has been mysteriously abandoned. He also asks the companions to go back and investigate. The PCs agree and set out by boat with their guide, Torum. While they avoid being noticed by most of their enemies as the boat drifts by, they have no idea that Night Mother has found them in her scrying pool. The hag decides to make one last attempt to destroy them and sends Romola along with Suro the Mad as a team to do the job. Chapter 57 begins with the companions drifting along in their boat just around dawn. 
Against the dark of the night sky, they do not see Suro flying above them. Suro returns to his ally, and together they hurry to catch the party at the place Suro has determined his quarry will disembark. The scene is now set for a momentous battle, but with the luck of the dice on their side, the companions win a quick victory, cutting down Suro and Romola in just two rounds. The episode ends with Torum guiding the party along the cliff's side and eventually bringing them to a cave that he explains was once used by lizard folk. The next chapter describes the party as they navigate a long-abandoned lizardfolk lair located in the cliffs right under Whitestone Castle. Since the original residents deliberately caved in most of it, there remains but a single path that leads to a place called the Sapper's Cavity. When they reach it, Torum takes them up a ladder and into the basement of the Copper Dragon, a disused inn that acts as a church guild safe house and is looked after by the strangely named Barrel Boy. Barrel Boy shares some rumors until Torum decides it's time to fetch their new contact, a man named Greenblood. In chapter 59, the companions split up. Yellowfly and Jace go off alone to look for their mentors, while Bazu, Catsbane, and Chane make for the Church of the Sacred Flame on the other side of town. When the trio reaches the church, they quickly discover that it is not locked and not empty as they'd expected. Some two dozen of Silmoral's poor have made a home in the main hall of worship. One among them turns out to be Easley, the son of Janelle, who betrayed the party earlier in the story. When Easley sees Shawnee, he follows her, hoping to put his dagger in her back. His job becomes that much easier when Catsbane goes off alone into the library, and Bazu leaves Shawnee behind to visit Araness's inner sanctum. But Easley bungles his sneak attack, and a vicious fight follows in which the would-be assassin is slain. In the last chapter of this roundup, chapter 61, Shawnee, Catsbane, and Bazu return to the Copper Dragon and tell the others about their encounter with Easley. That night, Catsbane experiences a twisted nightmare version of his childhood. He finds himself in a bizarre conversation with the demon, Azor Azul, through the medium of a stuffed toy. Azor Azul reveals that he has been the source of Catsbane's growing power all this time. In the morning, the PCs meet and confer with their new contact, Greenblood, whom Catsbane believes to be Sindwan, the former captain of the palace guard. Together, the unlikely allies make their way to Whitestone Castle. When they reach the Eastern Tower, Greenblood unlocks the door and then leaves them to go on alone, reminding them before he does to get proof if they discover that the monarch is dead.